Welcome back to the Not the Boss of Me podcast. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Patty, the founder of Web Summit, and Amy, who once worked as a designer on the early, early days of the Web Summit journey. For those of you that aren't familiar with Web Summit, it's one of the biggest tech conferences, and it has grown exponentially over the years. So in this Not the Boss of Me episode, we really hear kind of the um, dynamics of working for a founder-led business at the early days of that journey where kind of everything matters and it's just nuts. I have never laughed so much in a podcast. It was a lot of fun um, to to record this with Amy and Patty. Uh, we did, did unfortunately have um, a few technical difficulties uh, with Zencaster, which has never happened before, so we won't hold that against them. Um, but it, yeah, just was nuts. It was nuts. And you'll hear why in, in a few moments. So what I took from this episode that I think was really interesting is, you know, Amy does not shy away from telling it what it is. And I think um, Patty, you know, has obviously recognized where um, he's needed to grow in in the journey of being a leader of a business. And I totally relate. And, and I think anybody that's worked for a founder, especially at the early days, um, you need that kind of intensity, vision, and, you know, this isn't condoning it, but micromanagement to bring the vision that they have in their head to life. And it can be crazy, frustrating, but at the same time, extremely rewarding if you get high from that. So I think anyone that hasn't worked from a founder, this will be a really interesting episode. And if you have worked for a founder, you will totally relate to Amy's stories. So Enjoy the podcast and I'm looking forward to our next episode coming up shortly. So I'm here today with Amy and Patty, who have a a history of working together. I am not going to go into details um, because I actually don't know what the details are of their working relationship. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Who wants to share the like origin story of how you started working together? I think, well, I uh, started working at Web Summit as a designer, like junior, uh, like event designer, I guess. And yeah, I think at the time, Patty had like an interview process whereby he had to interview, I think you had to interview like every single employee and you took everyone for like a walk around the block and stuff. But I was an hour late and uh your dog went missing (laughs) and it was like this whole scene that was like not really an interview but it seemed to go fine and then I just kind of snuck in the back door and started working at web summit I guess is that an explanation enough yeah I remember the dog the dog got on a it's kind of a light rail system just got on at a station and then got off at a at another station and <laughs> basically took took the train to the center of Dublin city and had a kind of a, a walk around and um, uh, didn't make it back on the train, but somebody, somebody <laughs> found the dog. So it, 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 it ended, I got my dog back and Amy came to work for us. So it was a good day. <laughs> it was a win-win for everyone. It sounded like that dog had a good day. <laughs> and so what was, what were the first three months like? Was there, some structured onboarding. I th- I'm going to sense probably not, but I would love to hear um, what that was like for for either of you. 
I don't know if I would say that there was necessarily a structured onboarding. Uh, I think I joined like some, like a month before the like, I don't know what number Web Summit it was, but it was the one where you scaled from like 5,000 to like 20,000 people in the space of a year or something. And everyone was like going crazy all over the place, trying to like figure everything out and get everything done. And I started on this design team that was like two people, uh, Dargan and Aina. And they were just like, gave me a bunch of shit to do. And we just like absolutely blasted through it. And you would like come in and like review those like sales decks that we had to make and stuff. And I remember thinking you were like, I don't know just how mad it was that you paid like such an insane level of detail to like the pictures that were going into the sales deck when it felt like every single person in the company was like working on so many million things. And you were just like, nitpicking all of these things but i just thought it was kind of mad yeah well it was seven it was seven years ago so dargan is still i guess head of design um uh and and still with us and Aino comes to work for us uh every year still um amy betrayed us and <laughs> 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 <I'm> left <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was a startup. I mean, it was very early days and uh, possibly obsessing. In my case, I I dabbled in design, really bad design in college, trying to make magazines and posters and things like that. So, I I think I uh, incorrectly assumed that I had an eye for these things. <laughs> so I might have been interested in the details. But really, I had no idea what I was doing. And that was probably very apparent to Amy. <laughs> I know, it wasn't that you didn't know what you were doing. It was just I just thought it was mad how involved you were in general. It was just... Like how know. you had the headspace. Yeah, exactly. Like looking at a photo, like flicking through a sales deck, you had like five minutes and then you'd be like, there's someone in the background of that photo, photo with like a phone in their hand, like get it out. And it was like, what? Like how did you even see that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, Amy. That's something you want for. <laughs> that's that's all Amy wanted from this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna find that photo with the man <laughs> holding the phone in the background and frame it and send it to you. <laughs> I honestly think I still have the page that you like tore off the wall, and you're like, "Get this out of here!" I'm gonna frame it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So I'm going to ask you both this question. I'll start with Amy. What was one of the biggest learnings that happened um, for you through working for Patty? I think it's kind of something that I've probably learned in hindsight, obviously. And it's kind of something that I, (laughs) it's kind of something that I like learned about myself in hindsight of working with Patty. Uh, because I was kind of thinking, when I think about it, I was like, my immediate reaction goes to saying how, like, the how I believe that, like, working with someone who has, like, a vision for what they want to achieve in the world or whatever is, like, really important for the success of, like, an organization and ultimately, like, that vision. And I think I didn't really recognize that at the time or whatever. I just kind of jumped on this train and like 
did whatever I needed to do because everybody just knew exactly what needed to be done. And it was like insane, the kind of shit that we were trying to accomplish, but we got it done and everybody just knew what they had to do. But anyway, in hindsight, I've realized that it's actually really important to have someone at the head of all of that who knows what they want to do, even if it seems like fucking crazy to everybody in the team. It's like, how can we possibly accomplish that or whatever? At least then you have people who are either committed to stretching themselves or like get off the train. It's kind of, but anyway, I realized how important that is. But then I've also since realized about myself that actually I think that that's just something that's important to me. And that having worked in like, you know, other places since, you know, I left Web Summit nearly four years ago. I've now realized that that's actually just something that's very important to me and that there are other people who don't see that as being a very important thing and they're kind of grand with just going into work and working the nine to five and doing, you know, not necessarily caring much about whatever the the mission is, for example. Um, but anyway, I think that's important to me. And Patty, was that intentional on your part? Like, were you like, I've got to, you know, work on this vision or was it something that just you know, you were so passionate about building the business that it kind of just came through. I think during those early years, I wasn't conscious really of much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I had a feeling that when I go into that design room and go, that photograph, that guy's got a phone in his hand. Ugh. And I'd walk out, you know, I was like, mm, right now they're saying he's crazy. They're not going, God, he's such a visionary. I was like, in time, Amy will realize that I am a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> right ah. now she, right now she's definitely going <laughs> he's so crazy what's his problem god he wasn't hugged enough as a child um so yeah i i, I don't know I, I it just seemed like the thing to do i just i did genuinely want to try and create a product that was maybe better than what existed elsewhere in the world. And I think what I was really bad at doing was actually delegating or communicating in a clear way <laughs> uh, what actually needed to, what, what that involved. It would just, so there was just a lot of this very inane and almost wasteful, that man is holding a phone in his hand. Please remove him from this deck or something like that. So, yeah. Fearing on the micromanagement style of... Yeah, I, th I think it's a very normal thing when somebody or some, some group of people start a business. Um, initially, they're doing a little bit of everything. They're kind of a, they're a jack of all or a Jane of all trades. And over time, they just need to kind of let go and realize that they're probably not particularly good at any one thing. But if they are going to be successful. They just need to find other people who are better at all the little things that they used to do. And then they just got to let go and trust other people to make the right decisions. It's a very normal process, but you know, I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, definitely a journey. Um, even for someone that advises people how to do that in my own experience, especially with design, I feel awful for all the designers that have worked with me. It's a nightmare. Um, anyways, Patty, anything that any learnings that happened because through working with um with Amy just a particular I've always kind of had a particular I guess Amy's impact was that I think it's important to have misfits and weirdos working for you <laughs> yeah and uh, <laughs> um 
I shudder at the thought that the company that I'm still part of might one day just become, you know, very vanilla. Everybody's just coming in for, you know, a, a, a solid nine to five job. I just like the idea that some people are there for kind of other reasons. Sometimes it's a mixture of passion and outright weirdness. And, uh, you know, I think we've continued as best we can to hire people that are just a bit odd. Um, and Amy's one of the oddest person, people I've ever worked with. <laughs> yeah, uh, you too, Bobby. <laughs> um, any, um, any like memories? I mean, you've shared the, the guy with the phone, um, that seems to be, you know, a big memory for Amy, a big moment. Um, any other favorite uh, memories of working together, um, and we've had some folks share kind of disasters that brought them closer together, even though at the time it was didn't feel like a bonding experience. Um, and others that just you know have some nice stories that they wanted to share. Any like things that stand out in your time working together that that you'd love to recall right now? There's two that come to mind for me anyway. One one's a funny one, and one's a nice one. I think. <laughs> which which would you prefer? Hey, it's your uh, your moment, Amy. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, there was certainly the Napoleon Dynamite episode, which was a real real experience, I think, for both of us. But uh, I can tell that story. I guess why not? <laughs> Oh, this would be fun to, to bring this back. So one time we have this like kitchen in the office, like upstairs. And I think I was in the kitchen and Dargan was like over at the water cooler. And I was making a cup of tea and you came over and you started preparing like a bowl of cereal or something. And then I got really awkward and just like didn't know what to do because there was no one else around. I didn't know if I was supposed to talk to you or like not. <laughs> so then... I just turned to you and I go, hey, Patty. And then you kind of looked at me as if to say, what? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> and then I was like, what's red and invisible? <laughs> and then you were like, what? I don't, what is this? Are you telling me a joke right now? And I was like, yeah, what's red and invisible? And you're like, I don't know. And then I said, no tomatoes. You just had no idea how to deal with that. So you left the kitchen and left your bowl of cereal on the table. And then Dargan exploded laughing. And then you turned around and you said, you remind me of Napoleon Dynamite. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and that was high praise. I think that's a big compliment. But then we had to do these like town halls or whatever. And we had these like communities. I think I was like chairperson of the talks committee or something. And I gave this like really awkward update on the stage about how someone was like going to come into the office to talk about ergonomics and turn your slouches upside down. And then you got on the stage and you're like, how awkward are Amy West's speeches? And everyone's like, oh, shit. And you're like, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I like them. I, I think they're funny. And, you know, she reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and everyone else was like, oh, shit. 
I think you just like changed the subject or something and moved on. But then the following Friday, I had to like give another speech. And then I was like, am I supposed to like get a jab at him? Is that like really inappropriate? Because he's like the CEO of the company. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I should probably not take any risks like that. So then I got a vote for Pedro (laughs) t-shirt. I got on the stage and I just gave my update about whoever the next person was that was speaking. And just said nothing about it, but was wearing a vote for Pedro t-shirt. And then everybody just like stood up and absolutely started cheering. And it was the funniest day ever. (laughs) Uh, No, I think what I was going to like tell a story about or just like tell about whatever is just about the time that uh I was kind of like I think I was like making friends with Deck the guy who was like the head of investors at the time or um and I had like all these friends in the office and stuff and they like we'd just be chatting about work and like explaining what we were doing I guess because he's also like someone who is generally interested in like what everyone was up to and very invested in the website I guess um, but anyway, we were like chatting loads and he was explaining to me about these like mail merges that he was doing. And like, we would be in the office until like two o'clock in the morning sometimes, just like hanging out, me, Deck and Peter O'Malley, just, and John O'Reilly, just like, I don't know, they were doing mail merges and I was designing stuff. And anyway, then I think I'd have to make like docs for them as well. And then I'd get so pissed off about how much time I was spending designing these docs that I hated and I hated designing them so much and then eventually I just kind of like spent some time figuring out whether there was like similarities between them all that we could like templatize the whole thing and then one thing led to another and I started like mapping out all of the like communication threads that like each team would have which with each of the different like attendee types you know there'd be like partnerships teams who were like sending out docs at like various moments throughout the process and the lead up to the conference and like during and then all these other teams would be doing the exact same thing but they'd all be doing it in completely different ways and like learning different shit and not sharing it with each other and like all this stuff and I was like this is the stuff that makes my job a pain in the ass so if I could just like figure out a way to make this better then I won't have to design these goddamn docs anymore and then anyway I kind of like lost the plot a bit and like mapped all these like flows out and then I brought Patty in and I was like look there's like insane shit going on in here and I think if we could just like automate it or something I don't know and I was like not a product person at all like I didn't know I still don't know how most things work but uh he was just like yeah absolutely like let's make a team and like make it this is ridiculous that this is happening how has this been happening why haven't we automated this already and then he just kind of like I don't know just like never I kind of always just assumed that someone else would like take it over or like do it and then he was just like no you'll do it you obviously have the idea of like how to do it so like go and there was never any I don't know judgment or something about like my level of knowledge about tech shit it was just like yeah do this thing I don't know I I really I did appreciate that at the time because I thought it was cool but then obviously got myself so unbelievably in over my head that (laughs) it just snowballed massively but that moment was good the sentiment is there I remember I remember it (laughs) 
<laughs> Amy was presenting all of this spaghetti information, and I was just like picturing John Nash in the beautiful or the beautiful mind. Uh, yes, Russell Crowe. I was just like, oh no, she's lost it. <laughs> Come back to me, Amy. <laughs> and then eventually, I was like, oh, actually, this makes sense. Um, so it was good times. On the flip side, Patty, any um, memories? Uh, working with Amy that you'd want to recall? I just think startups in general at different stages, any company, it's just, you know, stuff is kind of uh, messy and you end up with sometimes with incredibly talented people who kind of end up being boxed a little bit in, I think. And that was, you know, the one thing for me with Amy was the team around her um when we were trying to build some software so from a product point of view was fine for the time but but really a bit crap um and amy was kind of the star for the people around her were like a ship of fools um so she would draw out the map we need to go over here and they're just like distracted in the corner like, I don't know, buying Bitcoin off each other or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just a bunch of silly, silly men. Um, and that that's happened from time to time over over the years. You, you have somebody in the team that's just very brilliant and they have a clear plan. And they're just trying to, like, persuade everybody else. Look, we should just do this thing. It's quite straightforward. Let's just do this, this thing. And ah, the other people, partly sometimes because they're older and they just assume who is this young person with these ideas? I'm in my thirties. This person's in their twenties. What would they know? Uh, and it's a, you know, it happens in all workplaces, just degrees of, uh, I don't know, just silliness. Uh, and that's just the one, the one memory that I had or have. Um, and, uh, I kind of regret that I couldn't build a better team around Amy because she's a, just a very, very talented person. Oh, gosh. That's nice. I agree. I have worked with Amy, and I've also seen her <laughs> lust in the, in the strings of spaghetti. Oh, and then at the end being like, oh, 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 okay, yes. Oh, yeah, well, very smart, Amy. <laughs> um, all right, and to close, any uh, piece of advice, or what's a piece of advice you'd like to give your former peer moving forward? Uh, never change, always be weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, I don't know. Like, maybe you should like, <laughs> I don't know, take some psychedelics before you think about the next conference that you're on and see what, see what you come up with. That's just an insight into what you've been doing for the last few years. <laughs> oh, Amy, I love I would love to see what happens. What comes out of that? Be brilliant. I'm too. Te- yeah, I'm, I'm too terrified to um, do that stuff. My mind is already like. 
literally all over the place anyway i'm just like that could that could fully tip it over the edge you might never come back yeah literally i'd just be like i don't don't know i couldn't imagine what could possibly happen like i I can walk to work and over the course of five minutes like the stuff that goes through my head is like fully mental uh and it's like four seasons colliding and then and then then i arrive at work and i'm like god damn somebody put another picture with a man with a phone (laughs) i'm with you patty i've always said like if i dip into those that class of drugs i'm gonna be the person like eating somebody's face on a highway (laughs) not necessary i don't need to go there (laughs) um on that note it's been it's been a really great way to spend a friday afternoon (laughs) it's been Um, been fantastic yeah it's been very lovely thank you so much yes so thank you and um all the best to you both going forward You too.